Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, September 10th. This is Trevor, and I want today to continue our um, little mini-series here answering uh, some questions that we got from the sermon on Sunday, which was on 1 Corinthians 11, which is a passage that um, at its heart is talking about um, gender roles specifically in the church and in the way that that relates to culture. And so in that sermon, I mentioned um, some things about the church's relations uh, relationship to um, people, uh, transgender people. Um, I mentioned uh, men's relationships uh, with women. And one of the questions uh, that uh, we were asked was this. Um, said, can you explain singleness further as it relates to the message um, in, from 1 Corinthians 11 that men and women are not independent of each other and need each other? What does this mean with regard to single people? Um, that is a, an excellent question and one that uh, actually there's there's uh, perhaps a longer, more satisfying answer to that uh, if in Tim Keller, uh, Tim and Kathy Keller's book, The Meaning of Marriage, which I still think is one of the best books on marriage uh, that I have ever read, um, and I've read several of them, so it's it's high praise for this book. Uh, but there's actually a passage in, I'm, I'm sorry, a chapter in that book on singleness and marriage uh, that I um, learned a great deal from, and and will even pull a little bit from uh, today. So if you want. Further understanding, um, you can see uh, Tim and Kathy Keller's meaning of marriage, particularly the chapter on singleness and marriage. Um, so to get there, to answer that question, um, let's talk a little bit about um, gender roles, which I also said I would do um, yesterday. Uh, what specifically are male and female gender roles? Um, so um, the idea that's coming out of this question uh, that uh, is in reference to something I said on Sunday, which is that um, in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, Paul makes the point that men and women are not um, are not uh, independent of one another. So let me read uh, this passage from Genesis. Uh, this is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 20 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. And that's the word of the Lord from Genesis chapter 1. Um, I want to point out that as God creates in his image, there are, there are a couple of things to this question. So um, if men and women are interdependent and you have, let's say, a single man or a single woman, so there's, there's something, there's, God made men and women both together to image him, but you're single, you're not married, then how how does following that command or following that sort of created order work in a single person's life? Obviously, um, or maybe not so obviously to some, I won't assume it, um, that God does not want us to physically be fruitful and multiply in terms of getting together, having sex, making babies outside of a marriage covenant. So if that's off the table for me, then how should I follow out this God-given idea um, or God-given order to be fruitful and multiply 
and fill the earth. Um, well, first, let's talk a little about um, sort of 21st, not sort of, exactly, uh, 21st century um, Western culture, which is what we live in today in America. Um, we live in uh, in a culture that promotes, uh, or most of the cultures around us promote, um, independent lifestyle. Um, freedom is one of our highest ideals and by freedom, we usually mean the ability to choose, uh, choose what we want to do, choose where we want to go, choose to what groups we want to be associated with, and the freedom to choose that I don't want to be associated with that group. I don't want to be associated with that person. Um, I don't want to be locked down to this commitment. So with that being one of our, our highest ideals, uh, we, have a, we are high on the um, I want to be independent sort of scale. And so interdependence almost sounds weak to us. Interdependence sounds um, like it would limit us because I I can't be all that I can be without someone. And so this idea can be very offensive to us. So we've got that. You just need to know we've got that kind of plane in the background because that's just a part of the culture we swim in. We don't even see it. It's just a part of the way we think because we are embedded in 21st century Western culture. Um. Now, we come to the Bible, we have this idea of interdependence. Um, the, I'm sorry, I'm thinking as I speak. Uh, the other thing, so to keep in mind, the other thing to keep in mind is the idea that a part of our culture also often separates body from spirit. Um, so you might think of this in the way that we treat sex. Um, you know, sex is not that big a deal. It's just, you know, it's just the physical. It's just you know, two bodies rubbing up against each other. It's not, it, it is not anything significant because it can't touch my spirit. And then of course we think about our spirit as, um, oh, this inner sort of feeling and desire I have inside of me that needs to be expressed out. But we have a disconnection from the body to the spirit. Um, this goes into some of the reasons why um, this lessening of the body and sort of heightening of this uh, inner thing that we see inside us, which is a part of Gnosticism too, um, there is kind of this inner light that's at the core of me that if I can identify it inside of me, then I can really be my true self. And what do we do when we find that inner part of us? Uh, let's say for a transgender person, we say I, uh, if, if someone who physically presents as a male feels inside like a female, it is not the outer body that then dictates what that inner feeling should be. It, it works the opposite. We say, no, I, I'm actually going to alter my body. I'm going to change my body because the body is base. The body is insignificant. Um, the body doesn't really tell me anything. So I'm going to alter my body because all it is is just sort of a projection of this inner part of me. Okay? That is not the biblical idea. God created us male and female. Our physical nature is a part of our image. God does not degrade the physical. The physical is actually a part of his creation. In fact, it's a part of what Genesis 1 is about altogether. It is about the ordering of creation into the physical. It's about taking all of the disparate parts and putting them together in a physical way that is actually manifested. Um, uh, Think about the end of the Bible. We are we be physical beings. Think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's some. It's a bodily resurrection. So, God does not disconnect spirit from body. God is actually working on part of the restoration process is uniting heaven and earth, bringing heaven and earth back together, body and spirit back together. So, here's where I'm going with all of that to answer this question. 
I think, I believe, and I believe that that Scripture teaches this as a whole, that we ought to take cues from our physical bodies as to um, what our gender roles are. All right? So this is, um, my apologies is if, if this is too graphic. Um, but think about the physical body of male and female, especially uh, what what we use to be fruitful and multiply, okay? So I'm talking about genitalia. I'm talking about the, the sexual makeup of male and female. Um, males are outward. Um, males give seed that goes outward and implants into females who have reproductive organs that are for, um, that provide a, um, that provide a home, a space for growth and nurturing into something. Okay. So males typical, so, so males are, um, typically in general. Okay. I, I, you can't speak in specifics on this cause we have to take in the brokenness of creation. There are lots, there are lots of factors, but in general, a gender role of a male is going to be, um, is going to be outward cultivation Gender roles of the female are typically going to have to do with nurturing um, relationship, okay? So nurturing relationship. Think about what mothers do somewhat naturally in general and what fathers do somewhat naturally. Um, Leadership outward of a people, um, cultivation, growing, um, and then using, uh, for a female, using her gifts to nurture, provide an environment for growth and maturity. Um, now, those are, those are two ideas that immediately we can start applying into um, stereotypes like men are hunters because men are outward focused, men are hunters, okay? Or we can start applying them uh, into stereotypes like, well, women are nurturers, so they should stay home. They should not work. They should stay home at the house, and they should nurture and provide an environment there. Those could be outworkings of gender roles, but they are not necessarily outworkings of gender roles. That will get into some of our answers of uh, when we talk about um, answer a question tomorrow about about trans uh, about transgenderism. But for this question today, so how then? Am I supposed to live out my gender role? Well, um, the way that Tim Keller puts it, or actually Kathy Keller wrote this chapter, I think, in his book, is she talks about males in general being um, independent. Um, In other words, males move away from relationship sort of towards cultivation, um, towards starting something, towards conquering something, towards... um, um, dominion. Women, uh, females typically, are interdependence. They move toward interdependence, meaning they move towards cultivation of relationship. Um, They move towards creating bond, not away from bonds. So um, the sort of, if um, if I overstate my gender role as a male in independence, then I tend to cut myself off from other people. 
Um, I sort of become, I might become so entrepreneurial, so out there that I leave other people in the dust. I work so much that I forget about my family. Um, that would be sort of the overstatement of male bravado in that case. Um, understated is I completely reject a call to outward independence, blazing a trail, etc. Um, and I become only interdependent and I, I only ever crave relationship. Okay, so that would be an understatement of a male role. Likewise, for the female, it would work somewhat the opposite. Um, to, uh, I'm trying to think about the right way to say this. Um, please be gentle with me <laughs> um, as I'm answering these questions, um, as I don't have a script in front of me. Um, but too much interdependence would be sort of like um, over femininity. So um, this would be, you know... Um, sort of the female stereotypes of she must stay at home. There's there's one way for a woman to use her gifts of nurturing. Um, there's one way for a woman to use her gifts of of creating relationships and and um, on a very low bar like matchmaking. I don't I don't mean in a romantic sense. I mean creating relationships, getting getting people together, um, forming a forming a home where people feel safe. Um, this would be Oh, well, here's what I do. Um, I'm a housewife, and this is what I have to do. I, I can't work outside the home, et cetera. And a complete rejection of that would be a woman um, sort of trying to almost um, take on all the characteristics of her male counterparts in order to, I'm, I'm going to conquer just like they are. I'm going to be exactly like they are, and I am going to be independent, and I don't need anybody um, I am, you know, I'm a strong woman that doesn't need anybody. Let me prove my independence. Okay. So when we think in terms in those, in those two categories, in terms of, um, men move toward independence, women move toward interdependence, we can broaden that out. So here's, here is, um, Kelsey and Emily, the, the, the answer that I would give to your question, having laid all of that groundwork, um, how do single people recognize our interdependence, recognize your interdependence if you're not married? How do you live? We're interdependent people, and I am just, you know, in, in y'all's case, you're just females. You're not female and male. I'm just a male. Um, that's really easy for married people to say, oh, I've got, I've got my wife. You know, it's a, I've been married for 21 years, and definitely I've learned so much from my wife, and, and there are ways that that she has taught me interdependence that I needed from her. Um, so the short answer to this is the church. Um, the church is a way that we exercise because we are a family. We are the way in um, the new covenant that we are fruitful and multiply. This is happening through sharing the gospel, through making disciples of Jesus. Uh, you know, Jesus said uh, when they came to Jesus and said, here are your mother and brothers. Um, they're at the door. You need to stop teaching and go see them. He said, no, no, no. Everyone who obeys me, those are my mothers and my sisters and my brothers. So those are my family. So you have a new family in Christ and we are to exercise sort of this push and pull, um, women learning from, um, women learning from men leaning into independence as men learn from women in their interdependence. So, um, if I could really boil this down, um, and this is just for simplicity's sake, again, it's real dangerous waters here because you slip into stereotypes. Stereotypes are not helpful here when you're talking about gender roles. They are too easily abused. But when I'm talking about um, 
a woman teaching interdependence, um, I am men are going to generally learn from women about being relational in general. Women are generally going to learn from men about um, um, moving out to cultivate, moving out to cultivate. So um, risk-taking to cultivate. Women are going to take risk in order to make relationships. Men are going to take risk in general in order to um, uh, in order to have dominion over something. Now, the tricky part is that men and women will do the same activity, do the exact same activity, the exact same action, but from a slightly different motivation and way of doing it. Women from a motivation of interdependence and creating relationship. Um, men from uh, a motivation of moving outward to cultivate. Um, this has been um, shown pretty demonstratively by social science over the years. Like just the fact that, man, I want to get a woman in my boardroom because we're going to have a very different company if, if I have a woman helping to call the shots on how my company is run because she is going to bring interdependence. Um, likewise, if um, you don't have, if there's not a man in the home, there is there there can be a void of moving people. At the, um, a female has to take the role of all right. I need to move my family out into the world to cultivate, um, and that is possible. But take a single mother, for example. She's got to be able to do both of those things. So there is. The, the church would step into that, and there would be men in the church who would help not only provide that, but help her provide that for her children. Um, so there are ways that we can interact with each other that, that just the way that you might think, that a, a female might think interdependently and a man might think independently, adding that to the conversation is going to help um, females grow in independence and help males grow in interdependence, which I think is what the Lord wants. The Lord, because God is honestly not deficient in either. God is not deficient in sort of moving out to cultivate, and God is also not deficient in, you know, preparing a place for us, like he says in John 14. So God has both of these perfectly. He creates us male and female so that we contribute to one another, not so, not so we move further into our side. Ladies over here, and we're going to, you know, we're going to create a, a nice relational space. And guys, you go over there and do your thing. Uh, I think we do too much of that when we should be learning from one another independence and interdependence. Um, that was a very um, uh, kind of garbled up idea. But I, at the end of the day, the way that I would answer your question is single women need to be around single and married men. Um, in the church, in the context of the church. Single men need to be around married and single women in the context of the church um, because there is something that you can both contribute to and learn from. You learn it in a different kind of way in marriage, but there is a way that God has provided in the church um, that is that is right and good and helpful. Um, so you are not everyone 
everyone is deficient, married or single, in what we need to learn from the other sex. We need the other sex. We need the other other gender. Um, as a single person, there is a unique challenge that you have to not follow sort of the 21st century Western script and run off and be alone and by yourself trying to prove to the world that you can make it on your own. You need to move toward the church and toward relationship. Um, so I hope that was helpful. If it's not, um, email me and ask follow-up questions. Um, and tomorrow we are going to uh, get to Emma's question about addressing um, uh, our transgender neighbors with uh, preferred pronouns. And we'll talk a little bit more about transgenderism too. So all that, let's stop. Let's end today in prayer. Uh, thank you so much for your question. Uh, um, Emily and Kelsey, appreciate it. Heavenly Father, you have created us in a unique way that it, it's so unique, it's, it's difficult to stereotype with actions. But Father, we do recognize that male and female are different, and that is a gift that you've given to us, not a curse. Help us to learn from one another and also to contribute to one another's lives, not to be afraid of one another, Father, but to realize that male and female need each other and that there's things that we can learn together about you when we contribute to the conversation, when we contribute to the community. Thank you, Father, for that opportunity in the church. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.